that's the and, and we're rolling. How's that app? I am How's that app uh, continuing as a guest. I want to order as you a guest. Ma- you're not making an account? You're not becoming a... You're not becoming an IHOP Rewards member? Okay. IHOP? That's the one. ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> do, do not wait. Run, don't walk to bring me... what that means it's time for cast food again Tis the season this <laughs> is the season it may it, it it might only be the beginning of may but it's spiritually summertime you know what i mean i'm feeling the summertime vibes early this year um As in, it is quite warm, and it's only five minutes, and I've, i'm already sweating it's warm it's nice out it's, um, well, it's a beautiful day, and cast food's back for the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to it, by the way. Um, uh, I'm Jack Grimes, like, all, like every time. Mm-hmm. And I'm Emily, as, as usual. Um, we Name got... Name hasn't changed. Right. That'd be nuts if it was. Like, oh, well, wow. We, we, we open up a cast food one time, and it's like, I'm Bernard... Yeah, and I'm Jeremy. <laughs> That's right. More Jeremys are joining the network uh, every every week. Um, so we're so we're thinking let's do a let's do a cast. It's summertime. Mm-hmm. It's the season of cast food, right? And we're looking around for gimmicks, and we've never. This is our first ever breakfast episode, despite the fact that it's currently one p.m. <laughs> it's a breakfast episode. Yeah. We're at IHOP in Harrisburg. We're way outside of our normal turf, right? Oh, oh, you're sneak peeking. You're sneak peeking right now. Let me get it. Let me Ooh. get it on this. Oh, yeah. We ventured all the way up to Harrisburg because we live in Pennsylvania, and the closest IHOPs are either in York or up here. So, um, we got, I don't even know what this is called. This is the candied bacon pancakes. IHOP's doing a thing, so I've been noticing this about the culture. I've been noticing this about you know I have my finger on the pulse, right? I'm 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 locked into the trends. I I I'm I'm worldly. I see what's going on. It's 2013 again, is what's happening, right? Right. All the all the annoying shit that you remember from 2013, all of the epic unicorns stuff is back. And as such, IHOP is doing a limited time bacon obsession menu. Now, I've seen a lot of... We, we looked at a lot of images because we tried to order through the app mm-hmm. of their new premium steakhouse bacon, which looks like it's roughly... Uh, which looks like it's roughly as thick as it is wide. It's the shape and size of a stick of butter. and But when we rolled up, they didn't have it. 
So we got these pancakes. And it's basically candied bacon, and then there's also, like, it's sitting on top, and it's also inside the pancake mm -hmm. with, a, with a vanilla Adventure sauce. Style. This is, looks like a dulce de leche, I think. Mm hmm. Hmm. It is quite good. I do like that. It is very sweet. Now, we were also going to get, it was a maple bacon milkshake. Mm hmm. And unfortunately, they didn't have that either, but. They are having, I think it's fair to say, they are having a rough day here at yeah. the Harrisburg IHOP. Their computer is down, you know, people are being kind of rude about it. Shouldn't be allowed. It's International Workers' Day. It's none of these people's fault that the, that the system is busted. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like this is a good podcasting food as well. It's quiet, yeah. it's soft. There's not a lot of crunch. Um, Maybe we should sticky. do more breakfast episodes. I think we. I think I would like to do more breakfast episodes, and especially if we can do also do the rest of them at one p.m. Uh, as that <laughs> has been my normal breakfast time lately. Mm -hmm. Especially in the summer, that will definitely for sure be my normal breakfast time. Right, like this in like once the actual summer hits and I don't have anything really to do we're gonna be doing breakfast episodes at like 3 30 a.m <laughs> we're gonna be we'll be coming back to ihop mm -hmm. when they hopefully reopen their their 24 hour right schedule you should be able to get vaccinated at the door and then come in and have the root and tootin's combo or whatever to celebrate yeah yeah, I'm going to have to demolish these before we actually start the episode. Right, I guess I'm just going to finish these pancakes. And then we'll do the podcast. And maybe we should always have done that. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. I think this is very indicative of how how much we like these pancakes. Because usually, usually... No, excuse me for talking with a mouthful. We nibble mm -hmm. at whatever we get throughout the episode. By the end, we have maybe a few stale cold fries mm -hmm. a loose nugget or two mm -hmm. I don't think that is the case today insert some elevator music as we I'm gonna use I'm gonna put even more syrup on these I can't with the syrup. S-U-R-P. All right. Last big jumbo boy. Big jumbo bite. Big jumbo bite. I can't do that. That is way B too big. BJB. It's the size of a golf ball. That's not a normal size bite to you? Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm evaluating. I think I'm we finished at the, the exact same time. Had. Yep. Well, there you go, folks. If you would like two pancakes with some other stuff going on that you can uh, that you can finish in like six minutes, that's <laughs> that's what you need. Is it? Could it be related to the fact that I didn't need anything else today? Maybe. Yeah, I had um. Oh wait, I have a big cup of two percent milk here that yeah. I yeah. Since the systems are down, Jack and I went over to the Gulf gas station next door mm -hmm. to get some cash. And uh, 
I did inhale a really big payday bar. Mm-hmm. And that's sitting... Excuse me. Um, that is resting... It's kind like of a sim- new planet is forming inside of my <laughs> stomach. It's kind of uh, uh, it's it's kind of supporting the rest of the. It's the foundation upon which you've laid these pancakes. Right, like a katamari ball. There's a little guy in there rolling around. I'm just saying, you know that song from Katamari. No, I know. It fucking rocks. Katamari. That's my first thing this week is Katamari, the soundtrack. Check it out. It's good. <laughs> Moving on. All right. No, what? So, okay. So, to hear what we think about this pancakes, obviously you know that we didn't think they were very bad. There was no, like, oh! Like doing the, the fucking Steve <laughs> Yeah, doing the yeah. Minecraft guy sound every time I take a bite of the pancakes. Oh! Just getting it. It's punching me. <laughs> Okay. We're gonna talk about <laughs> We're gonna talk about Kong, right? Are we? Yeah. yeah. Should we start with the Kong? Let's open with that, huh? It's the first thing I have in my notes. Gorilla we, versus Kong. You the movie. I wrote <laughs> You you calling it Gorilla versus Kong has wormed its way into my brain so deep that in my notes it says Gorilla and then I realized that's not what it was called. <laughs> I crossed it out and I wrote Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen the light Very recently. of Kong. We've seen the blue light of Kong. Because he's he the, from the axe, mm. right? That it glows. We're at the Spoilers for this movie. I mean, fucking Godzilla and Kong get together and punch each other a lot. I don't know. There's not really a lot of... Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call <laughs> it a... Yeah. I wouldn't call it a thin plot. I mean, but it's not like... You know, there, there's not... Um, Oh, maybe there is. Actually, there is. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was super. There's kind of a reveal. Yeah. So we watch we watch this movie in what I think is the ideal context to watch this movie, which is um, projected onto a sheet in my backyard uh, with some buds hooting and hollering. Mm -hmm. Which this is a hooting and hollering type. Oh, absolutely. And I think if you don't like that, then I would, you know, I mean they put it on dang HBO. I would simply watch it in your home. Um, uh, uh, by by yourself, <laughs> analyzing it, swirling. <laughs> yeah, pour okay. yourself a little cup of red wine on a, on a Saturday and, night. Uh, put on your smoking jacket and just enjoy. Cut a cigar. Just mm, enjoy the cinema. Um, what do we think about this movie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it slams. I think it yeah. was good. Um, I don't. It didn't try to work in a lot of other stuff. You know what I mean? It, it was just all big gorilla fights. It did what it said on the poster. Yeah. And these days, I really respect the... Um, these days, I really respect when a movie just, like, straight does. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. everything... And I'm sure that that's true about this, too. But, like, the first bullet point I have about Godzilla vs. Kong is that I found it pleasantly unmarvel like you know what i mean yeah like they weren't constantly trying to fold in even though in this case like i would have been a little piggy for that if they had said like oh uh mothra is gonna is around remember the moth you know what i mean like yeah because i don't know that's a thing that i'm not a marvel guy i find mm-hmm. them kind of obnoxious 
Um, uh, maybe more, maybe more so than the films themselves. I find people who like demand that that stuff be taken seriously obnoxious because it's like, Hey, if you want to like go sit in the dark and eat some sour patch watermelon and watch a bunch of guys fly around and shoot different (laughs) colored energy blasts, that's cool. But you can't like, you can't tell me that it's like real art and is serious. and I need to respect it on a pedestal. Like it's a bunch of guys flying around <laughs> shooting energy blasts, and that's fun. That's funny, you know. And I think this does. This is this movie is chock full of energy it blasts. Is so good. There's so many, but it's like it's intersecting just, like beams of light. But it doesn't demand that I like think about like it doesn't demand that I actually take it seriously. Mm-hmm. It just demands that I like crack a Capri Sun and some <laughs> party mix and hang out. And just, like, enjoy watching a big gorilla walk around and throw a tree and stuff. Um, (laughs) You know, watch it with your buds. I think one thing that I did notice, right, because I, a lot of press about this movie, I had heard people are like, you know, what we learned from Shin Godzilla, or whatever the one before that was. I don't know. The Bryan Cranston one, they were like, what we learned from focus audiences, and it's like, silly that they couldn't infer this, but they want less human stuff and more kaiju stuff and it's like yeah (laughs) and i think the ratio in godzilla versus kong is pretty good you know what i mean human to of people of people doing stuff versus godzilla and kong doing stuff you know that i think it was pretty good one thing that i have noticed is that uh um uh our national ambient culture I think has shifted in a way that makes it a lot more difficult for movies to lean on having a conspiracy theory guy as a character you know what I mean? Yeah I forgot about hmm, him I wonder if the guy whose thing is that he's like has like he's the Joe Rogan of Kaiju or whatever or Titans sorry is what they're called in in this new uh, uh, American marketed uh, monster universe but it's like <laughs> like you, you know, I don't know. Maybe this isn't true of everyone, or maybe this isn't true to the majority of people who are not uh, as online. But it's like a little hard to now that now that conspiracy theories have kind of all become the same thing, and all of those roads lead to the same bad stuff. <laughs> like it's a little harder to just laugh off. Like you know, I can't even enjoy. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character in the 2012 movie anymore. <laughs> Damn. Um, but I think other than that, like, there's it's a it's it's a fun movie to yell, yeah, get his ass at. Yeah. Like that's and that's all I want. Um, and I also think it is maybe the only movie where several times in a row you can make a joke about a giant monkey's dick. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about Kong Hog uh, a while during it, but. You know, um, I had something that I thought, oh, something I did, I think I tweeted this, something I think is very funny, so, a plot point in this movie is that they go into the hollow earth, um, to see if that's where the monsters are from, and there's a, and that, so there's, whatever guy runs the, like, research company that's, like, trying to fight Godzilla is, like, goes to this guy, goes to this, like, guy's, like, basement office at whatever university and he's like I think your theories might be correct and the guy's like what everybody ridiculed me and I to me that's very funny that 
in a universe where A, the Earth is provably hollow, and B, Godzilla exists, <laughs> that you could that you would be ridiculed for guessing like maybe he's from there. Like that, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And that's very that to me was very funny that they cast this guy as he was like ostracized from academia for th- for wondering like <laughs> thinking of big what if maybe that's where these giant monsters came from <laughs> is very silly, um, but it's fun and 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 something about the way that I think the action is played like feels I don't know if I don't know if this is a if 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 this is a a stereotype or what but I think it when you when you think about the very inherent um, and 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 very fun goofiness of the Toei Godzilla films. It's sort of like for an American production. I think that the way that the beats follow each other and like the way that things are kind of the the scale of things feels I think very Japanese in mm-hmm. its silliness, which I love and that which I think is something that American media is very sadly devoid of because people who want every because people who want to uh, uh, feel like they are being serious adults by watching guys fly around shoot energy blasts <laughs> like demand that everything be brown and gritty and sad and it's like no it's a it's Godzilla versus Kong like just make it fun and they did and I if they make more yeah I'll go watch it that's what I have about cool. about Gorilla versus Kong. Yeah, good movie. It's good. Check good it out. Night. Get some buds together, hoot and holler at yeah. it. Put it up on a projector. It's fun. Okay, so what do I want to talk about first? Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna do a little mini one quick. Uh huh. Um, because a band I really like. I'm actually wearing their hoodie right now. Um, called Michelle, um, came out, came out with a song called, I think it's FYO, like, Mm -hmm. your opinion or whatever, um, uh, quite a while ago, but recently, um, and this has been a trend of theirs, they've released a, uh, a stripped version of that song, um, which, it's, it's more acoustic, um, actually, pretty much just acoustic, um, and... I don't have much to say about this song, except that it's, uh, super breezy, super, um, poppy, a lot of R&B influence. Um, uh, it's a nice, uh, little song, and I think what makes it even better... <laughs> trying to do that quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, uh, this is a song, um... And I actually want to just straight up read the quote from one of the uh, band members, um, FYO is about belonging to a different world, to different worlds, but being, but feeling rejected by both. Um, it's about growing up as a mixed race minority in the U.S., um, and about how, um, their sense of identity, wow, what is going at the, what is going on Somebody's at the Somebody's honking at the IHOP. Somebody was mad that there's a... Wow. Somebody was mad that they're only taking cash, so they decided to walk back out, get in their car... And honk. Turn around in the spot so they're facing the IHOP and honk at it to express their rage. I don't think that's actually what happened. No. (laughs) That'd be... I mean, that would be funny. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Um, but... What was I even saying? I was all over the place anyway. But yeah, um, 
just the song is about a couple of the band members and their experiences growing up um, uh, in the United States, states being mixed race, and about how other people um, really affected their their sense of identity and, and when they when they would come to terms with their, their identity and feel proud in it. Um, just to have that all messed up by other folks. Uh, it, it's very raw, very intimate. Um, just a nice little song. Yeah. So I'm going to play FYO by Michelle, the stripped version. Very good. Tell me I look like my father. Gentle body. I'll listen to the others. Cause I'm not in the books or the school lunch that they brought. Like my mother, but I know you're trying to discover with a glare. You ask where my eyes are really from. gonna go through my notes in order um i don't remember if i recommended you this album or not but i have this is this is i think going to be probably on my top 10 albums of the year list uh and it's the new album introducing by aaron frazier um a buddy of mine recommended me this album uh, uh posted it in the group chat and called it a great album for valentine's day i think it came out in late january um but uh, he was right. It's very good. I, the note I have here is that if you get past the aux cord on a date, you should have this album handy. <laughs> um, uh, uh, see, I wish I could remember what it was called because I, 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 I picked it up on vinyl and there was like a there was like a whole long sticker on the plastic wrap that mm -hmm. talked about like formerly of you know he's the drummer for this oh. group or whatever. I don't remember what I don't remember what it was called. Um, um, uh, but this guy apparently has like some history as, as kind of a, uh, as a session guy and, and, and being kind of backup for various groups, but this is his first solo album. I had never heard of this dude. Um, but I gotta say, a really, really strong, uh, debut here. It's, it's very kind of like kind of a funk soul, almost loungy type vibe. Um, and, and it's got... Trying to like trying to figure out how to pitch it actually reminded me of like um, uh, appraisals I've heard of of Leon Bridges a lot, which is that there's kind of a in attempting to be neo, it kind of lands in a place that feels very um, timeless, right? Like it's just very kind of authentic and 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 smooth in a way that I really enjoy. Um, it's just a great little record. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, basically, I had a hard time deciding what track i want to play on the pod because truly there are zero uh zero weak songs on it um you know i think probably uh one of the strongest like debut solo albums i've heard in a long time um so that's introducing uh aaron frazier and i'm gonna play this uh i'm gonna play a little bit of the track bad news which i think i probably listened to the most
So, um, next, I'm going to talk about a band that I recently discovered within the past week. I have no idea how. Uh, is the phone cooking? Oh, ah, hang on. We should have just asked for the eggs and made them ourselves. Oh, there we go. That'll do. That'll help. Cool. Is it still recording or did my phone go? I don't know. I need to shut down because it's too hot. No. Okay. We're good. I need to shade it with something, though. I'll just sit it right there. I guess I could. We've yeah. never tried this. I wonder if that'll, that'll still work. be good. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um. So, yeah, like I was saying, I have no idea where I found this band. More often than not, like, I, I, I find them on my Spotify recommended because mm-hmm. they're usually pretty spot on. Um, but uh, this band is called The Garden... Um, I, I have no idea how to describe them. They're very experimental, I guess, if I had to boil it down to something, it would be punk rock. But as I said, very experimental, very sporadic, very chaotic. Um, can't really give it a genre because it's so all over the place. Their sound is constantly changing. They're all, they're constantly ripping samples from tons of different genres like there's one song where they have like a surf guitar riff and another where they have like an 80 it sounds like an 80s like television show type, like game show type shit going on um there's a lot of metal influence some of some other songs are more traditionally punk rock um yeah i just largely dependent on i guess their mood uh and and the samples that they've they've chopped up um it's, um yeah I call it chaotic, and I, I think it's also that's also because um, it's also not uncommon for them to like change tempo several times in a song, or to completely change like what the the, the structure of the song. Um, yeah, it's chaotic, um, but it's good, and it's it's definitely something that that grew on me. At first, when I started listening to them, I, I really only liked their more melodic stuff. They're more they're more like they're songs that were easier for me to digest. And then as I, as I kind of burned through their albums, I think they have four or five now. Um, they've, uh, been releasing them since 2011. It is a, uh, a pair of twins named Wyatt and Fletcher. Um, they have a couple other side projects, which I haven't gotten into yet, but I would like to. Um, but yeah. So if you're looking for a good chaotic band to crank in the car this summer, um, listen to The Garden. Um, and if I had to recommend a song, it would be California, Here We Go. So I'm going to play California, Here We Go by The Garden. Can you help me? Yes, I can. I can. Or do I have to help myself? California, here we 
I have one item that is two different albums because uh, uh, I didn't think I didn't have a lot. I don't. I didn't think I had enough to say about either one of them individually, but I think together and the and the differences between them, I think, gives me just enough to get it under my notes. Um, I'm talking about two different albums by Shmoo. Uh, the first one is, um, I think, from just this year. Uh, it's called The Universe is Inside My Body, and then uh, uh, an album from last year called Lead Me to the Glow Remastered. Um, I have been getting really into uh, Orange Milk Records, um, which is a label run by Keith Rankin, also uh, Keith Rankin of Giant Claw. Um, if you've heard uh, the last Eyeliner album, uh, which I believe I talked about on a previous cast food, came out on Orange Milk, as did... Um, uh, Big Pop for Chameleon World, which is one of my favorite Jerry Paper albums. Um, so they, they, they tend to do a lot of like experimental kind of, I think very, I think a lot of the stuff, um, you, you could very generously slip under the umbrella of Vaporwave, but I think that that's such a like fragmented, um, scene these days that I don't know that that's the first descriptor I would use. Um, you know, it's, 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 tends to be more on the kind of experimental edge uh of that scene so and that's definitely true about uh the universe is inside my body which is more of a kind of i don't know um the tracks are a lot more like collage e. it's it's more of kind of about building an environment building i guess what you would call a soundscape um than it is really about providing like a traditional music listening experience um I threw it on out of curiosity uh, when I was working, and I, I found myself really enjoying this stuff, but it is weird in a way that I think makes it a little sticky to recommend. I would say, and and, and I, I say this about um, an album uh, not infrequently when it has some like strange stuff going on, but I would say, like, put this on and like don't do anything else. Just kind of focus on it and, you know, like experience it. Um, there's a lot of, like... You know, there, there, there's a lot of layering. There's a lot of... Um, it's not devoid of rhythms or patterns, but they kind of come and go in, like, st strange phases. Um, and it's just... Uh, you know, I, th I think it's uh, really neat. Um, I don't know if it's something I would come back to frequently, but it definitely, like... Um, is cool. You know, as, as, as something that at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this. And then by the end of it, I was like, Oh, you know what? I did like that. It's it's fun. It's kind of goofy in parts, but it's got like, you know, everything is very texturally diverse and 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 has a lot of um, richness to it. Now, if you're interested in a more uh, traditional album listening experience, um, then I would recommend "Lead Me to the Glow," uh, which is from just last year. Uh, I guess I just kind of missed it because it came out before I. Uh, was following Orange Milk on Bandcamp, and now every time something comes out, I'm, they get I get an email that's like, "Hey, check this out." <laughs> um, Bandcamp Friday, by the way, coming up. I don't know when this episode will go live. I guess as soon as I can edit it. Yeah. Bandcamp Friday coming up, folks. Um, yeah, uh, Glow I think has you know more traditionally structured songs, but the. The overall vibe of them, and I'm not really sure production-wise how this is achieved, other than it's just a combination of, you know, layering the elements a certain way, but there's a very, like, fuzzy, kind of dreamlike vibe to it. Um, 
a lot of the kind of instrumentation and and the uh, production of the songs, at least at a very bass level, is they don't feel unlike typical pop songs. I mean, some of them get into weirder territory, but a lot of the you know tracks are fairly straightforward. But then they have this kind of like washed out uh, 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 texture. I would describe it as like I wrote down that. Uh, that Leave Me to the Glow feels like um, falling asleep in the backseat of the car okay. while the radio's on. It's interesting. Um, I I really enjoyed this album, and uh, it kind of took me by surprise because I was just, like, mildly curious about, um, you know, uh, after, hearing, uh, after hearing the universe, I was kind of curious whether the rest of Schmoo's output was like that, and I found that this one, you know... Um, different in that it's more traditionally structured, but uh, similar in that it was kind of, you know, uh, really succeeds in creating like a uh, a, a strange sort of uh, vibe or, or, or a weird feeling, which I guess means you could probably slip it under Vaporwave if you're kind of, if you're a traditionalist who um, still kind of uses that uh, uh, qualifier. Um, so I think I'm going to play, and I had a hard time picking a track here, um, I think I'm going to play a little bit of the track Running Out of Time, which I think might be the last one, or it's toward the end. Mostly music today. Give me one second here. <laughs> Give me one second here. The black jeans were a bad call. Yeah, I'm wearing a black hoodie. I'm actually going to transition out of the black hoodie Ooh. because... Ooh! Black hoodie, black t-shirt. I can't escape. I can't win. Oh, no. Well, at least you can get some arm heat off. Take a sippy of my orange juice. My tiny orange juice. Mm. Jack's milk is probably like 70 degrees by now. Yeah, it's turning it's turning into cottage cheese in the cup holder. I don't really want it. I've pivoted to I'm having a Mountain Dew Dew SA, <laughs> which uh, which I thought I would try. It's like like you like you might come up with if you were uh, writing a packet. It's code red and white out and the blue one voltage uh, mixed together. 
so it's kind of a purple. I should have snagged one. Purple color. Um, it's you know what? It tastes like that. Although I haven't had white out in a long time. I don't. I, I never see it in bottles. All right. Now we're trapped again, and I guess I'll do my next thing. Um, so I've had a lot of time on my hands, right? Uh, finals are coming up. I'm almost done with my classes. Um, and so I've like with the garden kind of just been digging for new music. That's kind of out of my comfort zone. Um, cause typically I listen to like stuff like Jack listens to like electronic or like, like a little bit of indie stuff. Um, but somehow I've, I, somehow I was digging, I don't know if it was on YouTube or what, I have no idea, but I was digging th through like 70s music and found this guy, his name is, I believe it's pronounced Joe P Baton, um, and it is an album called St. Latin's Day Massacre, and I sent this to Jack because I was really vibing on the day that I found it. Um, so it was really, this album, uh, St. Latin's Day Massacre was released in 1971. Um, it is a blend of Latin, soul, salsa, and tropical music. Um, again, not what I typically listen to, but a major vibe. Um, it's so light and refreshing to listen to. Um, and I guess the history of this album was this, the man named Joe Baton, I guess he moved to New York, um, and was a part of this scene of, uh, immigrants and people from Latin America who were kind of missing the music, their music from home, um, cause I guess living in New York, there wasn't like a Latin scene. And so Joe Baton started taking all these classic songs um, and putting like a Latin spin on them. So I think one of the most popular songs in this album is um, I Wish I Wish You Love, both part one and part two, um, which uh, is a classic that's been covered by like Gloria Lynn, Dean Martin. Um, and the the first part of that song is is more true to to the classic version um that was that was released and popularized uh it's very romantic more of like a ballad but then Joe Baton in the second part of the song puts uh more of a latin spin on it um um and it's just it's just so much fun it's uh super upbeat uh accompanied by like a mambo instrumental um, the album also has a lot of doo-wop, uh, some more, like I said, like Latin soul ballads. Um, it also has a rendition of Shaft, which I guess was originally composed by, um, Isaac Hayes, which I would, I would also highly recommend. Um, so yeah, um, a genre that I'd never really listened to and, uh, really found myself enjoying. And so... If you guys are interested in listening, I will play uh, I Wish You Love Part 2 by Joe Baton, just to really get a sense of the vibes.
I'm gonna. Pl- I will. I'm gonna adjust every song we play in here. I'm gonna adjust it to be 160. So it just. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> oh man. Um. Can you give me a? Can you give me an intro really quick for the book zone? I'm about to hit the book zone. Give me one second. <laughs> All right, nerds, put on your readers. <laughs> Attach the strap to the back of your glasses (laughs) and set them on the tip of your nose because we are entering the books. Really good. Um, I've been reading Red Moon by Kim Stanley Robinson. I was trying to remember if I had talked about uh, Aurora, uh, another novel of his, on a previous cast food because I I read it last year and I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, after reading... Uh, after reading his Mars trilogy and then Aurora and now um, most of Red Moon, I'm 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 still uh, working my way through it. Um, I've n- I've noticed kind of like the specific beats of of his writing style. Um, you know, I I I think the reason what grabs me about it is the way that um, Robinson is able to kind of build out these like build out these potential futures that are very. Um, he does a lot of like research into the hard science, um, which is something that I think is easy to get bogged down by. Um, but then the conclusions that he finds by doing like research into the hard science, he kind of spins in like weird and unconventional ways that I think make it still uh, very unpredictable and interesting. Um, you know, I this book I don't think is brand new. I just haven't had uh, book reading time in a little while, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm back on it. And I picked up a bunch of stuff, um, but uh, yeah, um, Red Moon is about a uh, guy who is uh, who works for a company that makes um, a company that services quantum computers, and he's going to a uh, he's he's traveling to the Chinese settlement on the moon to uh, help install one and then he when he meets the administrator of the station and they shake hands they are uh, both poisoned mysteriously and so they so the Chinese uh, believe that he like either alone or you know as is in on some kind of conspiracy to assassinate the administrator of the station and he's like I don't think (laughs) I don't think I am Um, so basically it's a book about a guy who is in trouble (laughs) but um you know, but there's a lot of uh, interesting kind of aspects that are very uh, that are simultaneously, I think, very like I think like I think like good science fiction should strive to be. It's about people. It's about people acting like real people in situations that are very strange. You know, 
um, um, the idea of the idea of being, you know, on the run from this what what pe- what you would think of as like a surveillance state, but taking advantage of the fact that due to the way that the government is structured, the surveillance state actually is highly balkanized, and like not all the information goes to the same place, so you can kind of take advantage of the unwillingness to coordinate between different factions to try and to try and worm your way through um and 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 other stuff like that there's just a lot of like you know uh uh detail and 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 consideration in the um in the aspects of the uh setting that i that i find really engaging and that and that's true of um of red mars as well uh and especially of uh, aurora which i um I'm sure I recommended then, and I would still recommend now. But I'm going to say Red Moon. Check it out. Um, you know, if you're a book, if you're a book enjoyer, uh, I've uh, I've really been getting into it. I was I was initially a little upset at the uh, portion of the book that takes place not on the moon, but um, that has started to uh, that has started to even out. Um, why is that? Well, because they oh. Because they send the guy back to they send the guy back to Earth they extradite him back to Earth because they think that he was involved in an assassination plot. Oh, maybe I missed that. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Um, and if you would like to enjoy a book, then check it out. What is that? The sound of we have left the station. <laughs> The train station slash library. The mobile library. That's the bookmobile pulling away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a train. That's what I mean. And it makes that sound because it's a hybrid. The electric bookmobile. So, for some reason, finding all of this, this new music and stuff lately brought me back to something familiar. Um, and that is the band Gorillaz. Uh, particularly their, their, their first album, um, which came out in 2001. Um, it was uh, composed by Damon Alburn from Blur uh, as his new side project. Um, so, from what I understand, and I didn't know this, I guess, which I never really bothered to read up on it, um, I guess the, the Gorillaz' first album was supposed to be like a jab at MTV culture, and um, I guess... I was reading an interview by, or not an interview, my bad, a review by Pitchfork who said that it was kind of gimmicky, um, because Damon Alburn partnered with Jamie Hewlett, who wrote the comic Tank Girl in Mm -hmm. the 80s, um, to come up with an animated band, uh, kind of, that would pose as as the the front of, for this band you know um and um yeah m- i mean much like a lot of the stuff that i've been listening to um the first gorillas album is very experimental um pretty much every song has influence from a different genre um like, at its core, most of the album is very hip-hop influenced with a lot of, like, you know, the record 
scratching type thing. Yeah. Um, but there are also like layered bass lines and some Latin piano. Um, and yeah, I, I grew up listening to this, you know, in middle school in the summertime. And so it just so happened that, you know, given what I've been listening to, it just, it's just kind of came back to me. And so I've been jamming pretty much every day to, to this album. It's 2013. Yeah. Again. It's 2013 again. Jack and I are really feeling it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just coincidence. I don't know. I, don't I just know. bacon obsession is on. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, um, what else was hot? Parkour is going to be back. Um, God, you and I should pick up parkour this summer. Rural parkour. <laughs> We'll run through a cornfield and yeah. then we do like a backflip Hurt, over a piece of over fallen hay corn. Bales, yeah. Doing a handspring over a big hay bale. <laughs> uh, jumping over cows. <laughs> doing wall runs on the sides doing, of cows. Doing wall runs on the uh, chain link fence by the power plant over in... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is that makes me long for 2013 Rural parkour is just extreme trespassing. Pretty much. Doing an elaborate, doing an elaborate series of flips to dodge the uh, shotgun pellets being wow, fired at me by the guy case, on the porch. Growing up, all it was, all that I did was extreme trespassing then. Fucking running through the fields behind the neighbor's house. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I don't know. I long for those days. Mm-hmm. And so Gorillas takes me back. I've been I still have my freaking hot topic Gorillas shirt with Hell noodle yeah. on the front that my friend gave me in like beginning of high school. Hell yeah. It's not wearable, but I still have it. Yeah. That's 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 just that's what's been crazy about last year and this year. And I I've published a, a comprehensive Venn diagram on the subject that maybe some of you have seen. But I think the combination of the production of new culture kind of being stalled and right. the, um, the I mean, I think probably, you know, the kind of the end of the Trump era, right? Because the cry of the neoliberal order trying to get rid of that was, wouldn't it be cool if it was 2013 again? Mm. And so that appears to be what we as a nation want. Um, and so the culture is following and, and be, and the, the kind of like cloyingly smug neoliberal end of history thing is, is back in full swing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as such, you know, um, you're going to hear, you're going to hear party rock probably a lot this year. You're going to hear, um, you know, uh, Starships by Nicki Minaj is mm-hmm. back. They're putting it back. Fireflies by Al City. Yeah, Al City. This, I mean, Al City uh, resurgence twenty twenty one. I guess that was in twenty thirteen, huh? But that's the thing is like now we have that entire window of time to cherry pick from and bring back the stuff that people specifically liked from it. You know, so now we're like. Do it now. You now we're even compressing out all of the bad stuff that we were already ignoring back then, and you can just fast forward through the whole previous decade mm-hmm. and go, yeah, I really, you know, I want to listen to Whirlwind by Masayoshi Mori again, mm-hmm. and you can't. Nobody can stop you. But I mean, I mean, not even on a broader scale than that. Like the culture is returning to 
like dipshit ironic nationalism levels <laughs> you know yeah and i think very simply like i've just been spending a lot of time at home and it's just very like reminiscent of literally spending 90 days straight at home like on my mom's laptop yeah. like yeah like at its core that, that i think that's just kind of I know. I've been Minecrafting again. I've mm-hmm. been. Uh, I've been. Well, you've been Minecrafting. I've been again. Minecrafting my whole life, basically. I was born in the craft. <laughs> um, I've been. I've been repeatedly kicking the urge to listen to the Adventure Zone again. Why? Just because I race it, my guy. I know. Just because I worry, I probably just because I worry probably now that I am into Rude Tales, I probably would not like it as much the second time. Oh. You know. See, I I constantly think about that time on Twitter that uh, Justin McElroy mentioned that uh, he didn't like that people listened to the Adventure Zone at 1.3 times speed, and I commented to say that I actually listened to it at like 1.8 times speed, and he <laughs> replied to me to tell me that he was uh, disappointed. That's or upset. To, that's psycho to me. Listen to it at the listen to it at the length that they made it. It's not like. You can't speed read a podcast. But I did. I, sp- I speed read the entire damn thing. I, that would really... that I feel like that would be bad. For right. Me. But I, I tried it one time because in Pocket Casts, you can see your all-time stats, and it says, like, here's how much time you've... Here's how much time you've saved by, like, you know... Uh, skipping forward through ad breaks. Here's how mm. much time you've saved by setting it up to automatically skip the uh, the old YKS theme song that you didn't like. Here's how much time, and then it, right. and then at the very bottom it says, "Here's how much time you save by adjusting speed," and it says Yikes. like forty eight seconds. Because I tried it one time and I was like, oh, I don't like this." Yeah, I mean, I and I think that's why I, I I've been thinking about going and re listening to the Adventure Zone because I listened to it at that speed. Like that was like. Justin's whole argument on Twitter is like the joke delivery the gets bits. messed up. It's so yeah. sensitive and to the time. Yeah. So definitely an idea. Yeah. Or just listen to Root Tales of Magic because it's way better and it's good. Perhaps. You should. Perhaps. It fucking rocks. What was I talking about again? Oh yeah, the gorillas. Gorillas. Oh, gorillas. I said the gorillas. I hate that. That drives me crazy when other people do that. I don't know why. Um. Yeah, all I was gonna do is recommend a song. All I'm right. just gonna play "Rock the House" by Gorillaz. Hell yeah! Like that, you wanna try that? It's like a flashback. So shake your ass crack. I got the boss to rock the saucer, funk a blueser, any groove to make your move. Cause taking you to another landscape is my mandate. I'm highly animated, even though I'm decomposing. So if your feet is frozen, I'ma die to see you. 
rhyme and the DJ spin, I want y'all to just get down. Now while the MC rhyming and the DJ cutting, I want y'all to just get down. Now when the MC rhyme and the DJ spin, I want y'all to just get down. Now while the MC rhyming and the DJ cutting, I want y'all to just get down. Tap your toes and clap your hands. Come on, trace the globe and shake the pants. Just twist the hip and do the dip. Come on, shake the bank, do whatever it takes. You know what? I should listen to that more, huh? I heard some of the new stuff. The song with Beck was good, and then I um. The last time we had like a SciTube stream, somebody played the style of video. Oh, and that's that's a good. That track. one's very good. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to their new stuff. Actually, didn't I? Haven't really liked their new stuff. All the stuff but... I heard off Song Machine was pretty good. Yeah, I need to. I need to get on it. It maybe it'll be like with the garden. Like I just need to re-listen to it a couple times. And yeah. Then it'll grow on me. Yeah. What do I got in here? I got one more album here. This is an album that there's been a lot of buzz about. I think people are... You know, all the cast food heads, all the cast fooders uh, are waiting to hear my take on this. Uh, we should just cut out that, like, sound clip, because you say it every episode. What? And we should just, like, have a, a machine where we a press A soundboard? We yeah. should have a soundboard on this show. Didn't we talk about that, and then you got installed an app that had, like... Yeah! Insanely crushed Og Vorbis files of, like, bowling a strike and crickets and a f- big fart. I remember that. I think that was the episode where we talked about the wolf thing. Wait, oh, was that on? <laughs> yeah. No, that was not the same episode as Wolf Tales, because I think the soundboard thing was at Rudder's, and Wolf Tales was the bonus episode after we got the McDonald's barbecue burger. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Because Ke- Kenzie was with us when we did the... We-, we talked about Wolf Tales, but I think the soundboard thing was just us at the rut. I'm going to download another soundboard. Maybe we should do Rudders again. I don't know what stuff they have. Oh, man. Me and Lauren got the Rudders uh, steel-reserved spike slushies. Christ. Uh, uh, Little tip for Rudders fans. They uh, do not fuck around. (laughs) (laughs) We got... First of all, it's like going into a speakeasy because you have to go to the normal register, tell them that you would like one, and then they give you a little slip to hand to the guy at the food counter so he can dispense the uh, frozen Mad Dog 2020 into a little cup. And then they put a little sticker over the straw hole of the cup, and they're like, don't take that sticker off until you get home. And we're like, yep. (laughs) And and we did. I mean, that doesn't mean we didn't do it. We did. But then the problem is, by the time you get home, it's already melted. So there's like two inches of just reliquified mad dog and it's even more concentrated because oh it's been frozen at the bottom of the thing so then you have to really suffer through that until you can get to the ice part which is a lot more palatable but then the ice part doesn't have any of the alcohol in it so chemically speaking it's a nightmare but i would say i mean as far as bang for your buck i did get pretty fucked up on this <laughs> so if that's what you're interested in um and thank you to dylan at the uh, dillsburg uh, Rudders, who specifically recommended the blue raspberry one, even though I was considering the green tropical one. I didn't try their shamrock uh, variety, no. which I thought about, um, but no, I didn't. I didn't get that. That's my. That's a little tiny uh, review there. 
When do we got? Whose turn is it? Uh, yours. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. That's right, because I was, had already started saying, people want to hear my take about this album. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure people know... Uh, <laughs> that's so fucking stupid to say. Nobody wants to hear my take about anything. <laughs> and yet here I am doing this show. I don't care. This is for us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm talking about the new Underscores album, Fishmonger. Um, I know basically dick about hyper pop. <laughs> and I've already said that before, right? Um, but the one thing I know is that a lot of the times I don't particularly like it or, you know, some, it just, it makes me feel very old. Um, but I think that there is like any genre, there is a really wide range of, uh, different sounds and, 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 and different vibes being experimented with. Um, and so I saw a lot of posts about this album and I thought, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, you know, assuming that I would not really enjoy it. Um, but I think that this is on the more, because I think some of what people are calling hyper pop really veers into like, uh, more like harsh noise, like experimental territory. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of stuff like um, like Six Impala, or not really the Gex so much. Um, Why is that? Well, because the because there's another side of it, right? There's a side of hyperpop that I think emerged from kind of the like very textural Sophie inspired like PC music scene of like mm -hmm. 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other like unrelated wave of stuff that ended up being called the same thing. I uh, mean, they are sort of related, but. Right. The other wave is more like kind of taking cues from like emo and punk music, and it's right. kind of it. It feels actually a lot like a post-internet grunge revival. Um, and I think I, I feel like I would put this. I feel like I would put Fishmonger a little bit more on that side um, because it's still doing a lot of like kind of experimental, kind of out there, kind of well unconventional. Like, unconventional to me as an old man, I would assume pretty standard within this genre um doing a lot of texture and sound design work but it still has kind of enough like footholds sticking out of it that i could kind of get a bearing on it and go mm -hmm. oh this is pretty fun um and i think that's what it is you know it's just it's a fun summertime album for pro people probably younger than me but if you are like you know if you are uh let's say like a junior in high school right now um, and the summer's rolling up, and you're psyched to go do whatever teens do to go to laser tag at Hickory Falls or whatever. Fly fishing. And you're, yeah, Creek. you're going fly fishing, or you're going to the Joanne Fabrics to get some crocheting yarn or whatever. Um, then you're cruising in your buddy's hand me down Corolla. Throw this on the aux, baby. Jam that little, jam that little uh, cassette adapter in, and 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 rip this. Um, I actually did like this album a lot, and I didn't expect to. So maybe this represents kind of a mm -hmm. turning of the page for me. You know, it's been. Exactly. I feel like it's been a year of that. Of I'm trying to get on some new shit. Mm -hmm. um, I think really what it is is ever since I started using Spotify, which makes it so much easier right. to get on new stuff as opposed to SoundCloud, where. You get recommended stuff all the time, but the they have a way simpler um, algo for it where it's just like, here's stuff that people you follow like, um, you know, and I ended up uh, enjoying it. So I, just just for kind of a 
representative taste of, of, of this record, I'm going to play a little bit of the track, Your Favorite Sidekick. This is off the new album, Fishmonger from Underscores. Celebrity. White superstar running out of mileage. Can't sleep 2 a.m. I don't really mind it. Ring, ring, pick it up. I could be a psychic. Fake smile, run it back. Guess I never tried it. OC, double dose off the side. Ring, ring, pick it up. I could be a psychic. sheets episode I have two more things I have a bunch of minis but I don't okay I let's don't... just alternate until we're done Jeez. I have me okay you know what I have maybe two. Oh, Jack's going for he's going for a walk yep he's Woo. fanning out the Woo. oh man it feels much better just having the, the breeze come through yeah so. that's pretty nice <sighs> we'll just uh just chill for a sec. My eye is twitching. Because of the heat? I don't know. It was happening to me earlier. Oh my. It's my it's my bottled up rage as it ended taking 90 minutes for us to get our pancakes. <laughs> it's okay. No, it actually is fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they made them and then they sat around that whole time. No, they were all no, damp. they were hot. They just were they like, yeah, they yeah. were fresh and hot. Although they could just be from us getting in the car. <laughs> Brought them back yeah. up to sizzling temp. Yeah. Everything becomes a fajita when you bring it in here. I have doing fajitas yet. No, Listen, we should no. do fajitas. Get doing going to Chili's. When you get your shots, we're going to fuck up. We're, yeah, we're going to fuck up Hanover. Yeah. We're gonna, what's, who tweeted that? Did Carter Hambly tweet that where he was like... uh where he was like, when I get when I get vaccinated, I'm going to absolutely destroy one of those little one of those little mom and pop family restaurants. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to go so hard on a steam tray of mac and cheese that an immigrant family realizes the American dream was a lie. <laughs> I think I've been thinking about that a lot. Oh my god, where will we go? I don't know. I don't know. We have the Chili's. We have the Texas Roadhouse. I've never been to a Chili's in my life. I've never been to a Chili's either. I was going to go this Easter when I was going to be stuck in Boone. I was going to go with my buddy to go to Chili's. um, And then they closed it. Everything (gasps) shut down. 
right before Easter, so I was like, well, I guess I'm not going Have to Chili's. Denny's? Denny's sucks, though. Yeah, the Denny's in Hanover sucks Denny's major sucks. shit. If I told you about my De- Hanover Denny's experience, <gasps> we both I, have I went for New Year's one time. We went bowling, and then after we went to the Denny's, and they had they stole their Christmas stuff, but they were like, "We're about to get rid of this." So I got the orange cranberry pancakes, and mm-hmm. it was like on the picture of the menu it had a very tasteful uh, blob of of icing on top of it. But I guess they just had a big tub of that icing, and they were like, "After midnight, we're not allowed to sell this anymore." So up in the bucket, and I received no a stack of pancakes that was frosted like a cake. No, and I was like, "I can't with I can't eat this, man." I had like I had like a third of it, and I was like, "I'm getting the sugar sweats. I can't do this." Feel my teeth growing moss eating that. My one. The one time that I've ever been to the Hanover Denny's, Uh my friend and I went at like 11 o'clock at night Uh and ran into a couple that we knew from high school. And basically we were the only ones there. Mm -hmm. And then one of the people from the couple kept handing us crayons and kept pocketing crayons. And I was like, I don't (laughs) want... I'm 20 years old. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to do... Waffle House, but they're bad. Waffle House is good, not around here, but Waffle House is good once you hit probably about 40 degrees latitude, and, um, you know, Denny's can't compete. Denny's can't pe- Denny's can't stack up against the house. Wow, boy, wow, who, boy. <laughs> we gotta find a more efficient way to do this. Is there any the shade around here? No. We're in we the need to get a- you one of those... The covers? Cover things. I don't know that it would help. I think it would definitely help. That's where all the sunlight's coming in. Yeah. I don't know. We should we should see if they have one at the Ollie's today. Yeah, let's go do that. The Ollie's is... Yeah. That's our plan for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, new turf. There's an Ollie's that. right up on Jonestown Road. I think it's... Every right. Ollie's is sort of a cast food embassy, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, technically, like, we can't be charged for crimes there because of our strong relationship right. with Ollie's. Right, we technically own... Like, this isn't our turf, but we technically own the Ollie's. Every Ollie's is technically a little piece of Hanover. Every right. Ollie's in the country is... It's like vampire rules. Like, they brought in dirt from Hanover to build the Ollie's right. on top of... Right, as soon as we step into that Ollie's, we're immortal. We're we're diplomatically we immune be, as the yeah. mayors of Hanover. We, we can't be. be I could. I could shoot a guy in there, and it would be fine. Ollie would condone that. It's maritime law in there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? I don't know. I have two more things. Do you have some yeah. minis? I have a couple things that I've been... I have one little thing that I've been watching. Okay. And then a couple, like, maybe, like, one... I can save... I mean, I can save one and, and, and push yeah. it to the next thing. Because it's not like it's that current, nor yeah. is it going anywhere. We'll, we'll be doing another one soon anyway, probably, so... Um... So, uh, um, I, uh, wasn't, uh, don't have notes. <laughs> was planning on talking about this one, but we are going to enter the anime zone for the last, uh, thing of the day. Throw, throw on those wristbands, weebs. It's time to enter the anime zone. Thank you, Jack, for the transition. <laughs> <laughs> 
Happy Anabazone! Welcome. Welcome, people of Cast Food. We're going to talk about a new show for the spring season called To Your Eternity. The concept is cool. Um, basically, a space guy put a rock on Earth and the rock was magic. And the rock uh, was not, is not sentient, but a wolf dies on top of the rock and the rock turns into a wolf. Classic setup. And then the wolf belongs to a boy mm-hmm. who is living... Um, on a sheet of ice in the middle of nowhere, separated from the rest of society. His family left to to search for food and better living space and left him behind for some reason. Um, and basically, the show is about this being that is not from Earth and can transform um, into other beings once they've died. So he, he assumes basically like the life force and appearance of mm-hmm. whatever has passed. He's Mega Man. Yeah. No? Yes? Right? Cause Meg- Me- was Mega Man a rock and then he turned into a boy? I don't know, Jack. I think shit so, right? Mega Man. Mega Man, he's like, I'm a real boy. I'm a real Mega boy. Yeah. He's just a robot, though. He's actually not a real boy. Pointedly, he's not. He's a little robot guy. Let's just say yes. That's exactly but how it is. In Mega Man, when you when you kill one of the robot masters or the Mavericks, if it's Mega right. Man X, right, then you get their thing, right? Okay. That's what I was alluding to. Right. Okay. So, um, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep this one short because um, only three episodes are out. I have no idea what's going on right now. But I just, I really like the concept, um, and I'm excited to see where this goes. So this is To Your Eternity. Uh, it'll be on my watch list for the rest of the spring, probably going into summer. Um, yeah. All right, I got one, I got one more for you guys. This is a little podcast that I picked up recently. Uh, it's called Story Thick. It's a, it's just a, it's a little pod that is just a guy telling a goofy story. Um, okay. And they, there is something about the vibe of the writing of this show that I really enjoyed. And I was trying to think about what it reminds me of. And I think like, not in a like, not in a traditional kind of hack observational comedy sense, but every one of these stories is based around like kind of like torturing a telling of something mundane until it becomes very alien right like the first mm-hmm. the first story I listened to was the first episode I listened to he tells a story about how um, his cat was not using the litter box he bought but he assumed that the cat simply was not shitting at all and therefore was about to die from having too much shit in it. (laughs) Whoa, I tuned out for like half a second. um, And it's like, okay, like it's just, you, I think that it would be so easy to play that like I'm getting cornered at a party. But there's just, there's something about the cadence and the like tone of the writing Mm. that is, that to me is like, is, is very fun. And I, if I was going to draw a comparison and I this came to me as I was putting the notes together I was like oh yeah I mean this in an extremely nice way um, 
the vibe of the writing actually reminds me of uh, of Robert Fulcombe, who wrote, who's a essayist who is a favorite among old people who forward emails. Um, he wrote uh, Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, which when I was a small child, my grandma had a copy of, and oh. I would always read when I went uh, to stay at her house. And I think in this in the same way, it's kind of this like it's kind of this like weird elevation or this weird like othering of um, just like some normal thing that turns it into a really fun uh, uh, story to listen mm-hmm. to. There was I uh, I it's not been running for very long. I think there's only a handful of apps. I've heard the last two or three. Um, the last one was a was formatted as a letter included in a package of things that he was sending into space so he was explaining <laughs> to so and I think that that really sums up the tone of it right is it's about taking like kind of dumb mundane things and then like kind of um flipping them in a way that is like kind of causes you to stop and think about their like kind of weird otherness mm-hmm. right like when you listen to a guy uh explain the band corn to aliens Mm -hmm. for a while it's i don't know it's very funny and uh uh, i enjoy (laughs) this pod a lot and i'm excited to it's also like a real short pod which i'm which i love Um, i used to be really big into the memory palace which i should pick back up because i do still uh i i I do really like it i just kind of had to trim down my feed but um that that pod is called story thing and you can I guess you can find it. I actually couldn't find it on my apps, and then I had to maybe go. I had to go and pull the. I think maybe because it just started, still waiting on that sweet iTunes approval. I know how that oh. goes. Um, but so I had to actually input the direct feed burner link into my. But you know what? It's worth it to do because it's a good show. Now remind me what the name is. Uh, it's called Story Thing. Story Thing. I don't remember if it's all one word or not. I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. John. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, good pod. Five stars on... on. Good. Yeah, cool. I'll be listening to that. Speaking of five stars, you guys should... Anybody listening, please, give... <laughs> go, Are you going to beg? Go and rate Cast Food on iTunes. Podcasts love to say that, and I don't... I guess it does help. I don't... You know, Cast Food has never been about the stats. It's never been no. about... Well, it's always been about the fans, but it's never been about, like, pumping the numbers or anything like that, because we just... uh. We, we just start. We just are having dude. a good time, you know. But if you do want to do that, that would be sick. Or if you just, you know, if you just want to tell a buddy, "Hey, listen to these two doofuses eat pancakes in the car," that'd be fine. Yeah, you got an extra hour in your day. I know. Speaking of pancakes, I suppose we should rate what did, them. What huh? did we think, huh? Dude, I don't know. Yeah? This might be a five-star episode. Really? This might be a five-star episode. Okay. And that's a rarity. Uh-huh. You look like you're maybe not considering five stars. I would. I think a four and a half, because I'm not typically a huge pancake guy. I'm more of a waffle man. Oh. I think that they, I you know, pancakes I think can be a little dense. Um, the IHOP pancakes, obviously, I mean, if you're going to be the international house of something, you should do them good, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that they do a great job. Um I th- 
I, I think that for me, the flavor balance was a lot on the sweet side. And I think if you're going to do like a bacon pancake, I really want that interplay between kind of the salty, the smoky, and then mm. the sugary aspects. And I think there were, a, there were a couple too many sweet elements. Like maybe if there had only been one type of syrup and not two, and then there was See, like a little crazy. more. Yeah. Or like I feel like if you've already got that caramel aspect, right, you've got the dulce leche put some big sea salt on there because yeah. that's going to be that's going to amp up the presentation Damn. and i feel like that would really enhance the flavor experience so i'm going to say i think i'm going to say four stars i enjoyed it but i considering that i a dumbass just thought up like two different ways that they could have improved it off the dome yeah. i think maybe they rushed this one out the door they were trying to capitalize on the bacon madness that's sweeping the nation and um, you know, they could not bad by any means. And no. if your local IHOP has it, you may want to call ahead because ours uh, didn't have all of the right. items. We didn't get to try their insane, uh, like God. extruded bacon, their keychain ass bacon. Um, so yeah, that definitely changes my uh, my my stance on it. Cause I mean, I I am a pancake. You're a pancake freak. Fiend. Yeah. Like that's your gamer tag, pancake freak. Yeah. You have the, you have, you have, uh, that's what your license plate says. It says P N C K F R K. You know, well, you gotta, you gotta put it on the, you gotta put it on the, <laughs> yeah, P, P N C K F K R. Yeah. Uh, pancake like the fucker. fucker band, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should, did it's I talk good. about that? You have, album? I think. I, I think, think I did. I just ordered it because it went up on merch bar. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a, I prefer pancakes over waffles, but I'm also the kind of, like... You just love smoothness. You love a smooth yeah. surface. And... You're like a suction cup. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always telling people that about Emily. Like, she can't get enough of smooth surfaces. Anything... anything <laughs> just cling to Doesn't matter like if it's flat. Like a little flat, tree frog. Yeah, like a gecko. You get those little pads, and it's a lot easier for you to pick up the pancake with the with your, with your celia uh, than I, the... Um, that is one... That is true. <laughs> that is true. not fight, not pushing back on the bit at all. No. That is true. <laughs> that is true. true. Glass, a uh, 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 burnished wood, a well sanded wood table, love it. <clears throat> but when Jack recommended IHOP, I was like, okay, pancakes. Like, I'm not the kind of person who who goes out of my way to go to IHOP because pancakes are something I can fucking make at home. Yeah. But like f to come to IHOP and to get these pancakes. Right, you're they usually exceeded my you usually partake in EHOP, Emily's house yes. of pancakes. Yes, exactly. With my fucking members first, Sam's Club, not members first. <laughs> what is their brand? It's a members Whatever. first bank. Members no. first, the big twenty pound bag Sam's of pancake Club, mix that we get BJ's. from Sam's Club. Yeah. yeah, but um, I thought it was good. Jack made some valid points, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take my rating down to four and a half stars. But still good it's i mean if you're out if you're out anyway i would say maybe like unless you're a real pancake freak i wouldn't say necessarily go out of your way for this the way that we did um but like if you're gonna hop already yeah and you yeah. want to try something other than the chicken and waffles Put which is kind of their radar. like best thing uh, no no i like the i like the i, I have like tenders mm. no i don't like a hop chicken i like and a, mm, a syrup a syrup and hot sauce together mm. Mm. that's a symphony of flavor Mm, it's like ratatouille. I'm Not for me. Mm. Or it take yeah, it transports you back in time. No. Okay. Yeah, four stars, four and a half stars. Pretty good. Let's um. Good deal. Uh, let's do plugs. So we can turn the AC on. Yeah. What do we got? 
nothing. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have anything. I don't really have anything either. Yeah. Um. You know. Same as always. You can for just me. just find me on Twitter at Jackopedia. You should go to bit.ly slash luminous merch to pick mm-hmm. up the uh, cast food shirt that oh, we yeah. have. Um, should we talk about how we Burger King is back on their old logo, and now I think maybe we have to come up with a new logo for Guest Food? Oh, shoot. But here's the thing. What if we made it the previous Orb Burger King logo? <laughs> that f- no, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's our logo. We'll just have to fight That's them That's ours now. It. Yeah, sorry. Squatter's rights You on gave that it up. One. Yeah, they did. They gave it up. Anyway, um... So yeah, bit.ly slash luminous merch. We have a uh, cast food uh, shirt. Check out the cast food party pack. I'll put a link to it in yeah, the description. That's it's getting our, good. That's our big fat Spotify playlist where we put you know tunes we talk about it's on got the show, maybe like 200 tunes songs that we just it. like. It's easily like four hours of stuff. Just throw that on shuff and 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 check out um some cool tunes. Um, Jack, always, uh, ten hours and twenty. Wow, hours that's a lot. Music on our on our playlist. Boy, so. that's quite a bit. Um. I've got a long road trip coming up, so maybe we will just slam the cast food party pack. Um, but anyway, I think that's just about Yeesh. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. And as always... I didn't think we would. Sweat it out. Did we use sweat it out before? I don't know. Maybe. And as always... Bye. See ya.